Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me bezzy mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. <laughs> Hello. Hiya. You know what I've realised that we don't do that every other podcast does? What? They talk to the audience, not each other. Oh, so, dude. as in at the beginning. So, I'm not supposed Hi to. Hi, guys. Be... Hi, guys. Welcome yeah, like, exactly. to you. Right. You know what I can't say, though? And I'm not judging anyone else. I what? can't say, guys. <laughs> Go on, say, hi, guys. Say... Hi, guys. I can't do it. I think it's awful. <laughs> no, come on. That was. Hi, guys. <laughs> I just can't. I've never been able to say it. Hi, and guys. Anyway, apparently now it's not woke to say it. So I was just what? ahead of my time. Why not? Because it it signifies men, doesn't it? But then, but nah, then you, I went to an gender equality training and they said don't Hi guys neutralize your language and say so don't say guys say folks and I was like hang on I'm picturing a load of old men with long hair and like hair. banjo guitars oh in fo- dingy right. pop-drink and real ale that's what I hear when you say folks so how is that I, fair? I see tweed yeah I see yeah exactly like elbow patches lots of yeah. white men yeah, 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 yeah. So, if anything, it's misogynistic and racist. Uh, uh, what's been going on? What has been going on? I've been really, I've just been really wholesome recently. So, I think I, you know, when I'd said that my New Year's resolution was to do a little bit more than the bare minimum, and then I realized mm-hmm. in our last recording that I'd done, if anything, less than the bare minimum. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe a part of me just internalized the shame of that. And I've been, all about the health and well-being um i have stopped drinking for the foreseeable part-time i mean is such a key aspect of this podcast but okay and my personality like i'm not i'm really not a a fool to it's like i'm trying to discover who i am you know like when people (laughs) break up from their long 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 long-term partners and they're Mm -hmm. and they're lost and they don't know who they are without that other person that's me and wine I don't know who I am with that one. Yeah. But I'm finding the personality. It's there. It's not as good. It's definitely not as good. That's the that's the issue. But there was like a sweet spot where my personality got a hundred times better after two glasses of wine. Okay. But, you know, but then I would go on to drink three bottles where my personality would plummet. It would the bar was in Atlantis for the jokes I was telling and the the connections I was trying to make and the things I would say. So trying to strike a happy medium. I <laughs> have had like a couple of drinks and uh yeah, you know, yeah, fine. But otherwise I'm just this whole new woman now who's boring and personalityless. Um and I do loads of exercise. So that's it. That's who I am. You're Molly May. Maybe it's seeped in. Oh, my god if it has then she's a genius which i don't we never questioned but no <laughs> reiterated yeah, wow 
Yeah, my I mean, that's the problem with everything, though, isn't it? I'm the best version of myself after two glasses of wine, the worst yeah. version after two bottles. But mm-hmm. at least I get that moment for the five minutes that I've had two glasses. It lasts exactly. That's it. I never, I've never two glasses of wine deep for longer than three minutes. So, and I'm talking large ones, so two thirds of a bottle here. <laughs> if I think I just operate, I think everyone would operate. Okay, this is a this is a good question. <laughs> Are you ready? If you do say so yourself, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here's a question I've come up with. It's great. Um, would you rather always be a little bit pissed so two glasses of wine that one (laughs) but like for everything everything yeah um yeah never not never not that or Mm -hmm. just the way you are now but you're never like the ideal pissed again because that is the ideal pissed so you can either then be sober or on the brink of blackout well they're my two states right the the two glasses of wine one yeah it's my um, favourite state. God, this is it's problematic. Yeah, it is good, isn't it, though? Yeah. Oh. I'm thinking of myself going to work at 9am after two glasses of wine. That's it. I just think that. Do I stink of wine? Think... Nah, nah. It's not necessarily that you've had two glasses of wine. It's just that is your, the way you are forever. Ooh, yeah. So you're just a little bit slop, a tiny bit slop. You know when you like stand up, but you've been at a bar, because you don't generally go for a wee after, before two glasses of wine. So you mm. have your two glasses of wine and you stand up and you're like, whoa. Whoops. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, what a feeling. Right. Love that oh, feeling. <laughs> I've realised, I know you shouldn't be hanging around with me. I, I've realised I talk to myself a lot more when I've had a couple of drinks as well. I have to talk through what I'm doing to like remember it as I'm doing it. I'd be like, right, get off to the toilet, like nip to the mm-hmm. toilet seat, up trousers, <laughs> down. One, two, three sheets of toilet paper. Woohoo. Like the whole way, wash your hands. Yeah. Seconds. I realise how much I do it when I'm alone, which is never, but I've just been alone for the last four days. Uh-huh. And I say alone. I really ended up doing quite a lot, but I was alone for the night times and the all of Sunday. <laughs> And I just talked to myself the whole time. And actually, the, the talking to myself on Sunday was, no, you don't need to get a bottle of wine. Why don't you just enjoy this? Why don't you just go and get a Coke? Get yourself a Coke from the shop. Why don't you have a nice cup of tea? You're a tea boy now. You're a tea boy. <laughs> and then I just started watching a film and I was like, my inner monologue is not going to change unless I get a bottle of wine. <laughs> so you want to go a bottle of wine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your weekend? So just for the listeners, for you Sorry, as we hi guys, hey guys, hi guys, Sorry. hi folks. It's the it's Easter Tuesday, whatever that is. It's the day after <laughs> all of the Easter, Easter Tuesday. days. So we've had Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Easter Monday, and now it's Easter Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and you had Friday and Monday off, like and Thursday, and then, Thursday off as well. Oh, you slag! So oh. that most of the population, whereas I did not. But anyway, go on. What did you do? I just wanted to put that, get that in there. Well, Friday I went to. Well, Thursday I did some writing. Friday I did some writing. Monday, and Thursday, then, Good Friday. Good Friday, and then Jesus Saturday. No, so Friday, um, yeah. I went to have ceviche with Izzy and Lo- Izzy and Charlie. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, and then went for a couple, couple of drinks. It's home quite early-ish. I've actually got a picture of Izzy posing next to Hopkins Street that I forgot to send you, so I'll do that after this. I um, love that street. 
And that these pigeons are really having an orgy out here, aggressively having sex. Oh. And yesterday I Googled pigeon rape because it was so loud. But uh, it just put up loads of articles about how they eat rape. <laughs> rapeseed oil or something so all right <laughs> uh, anyway so that was friday then saturday i went to my friend kirstie's which is an hour and 40 minutes away so that was like two hours each way mm-hmm. traveling so that was yeah. nice sunday did uh now watch loads of films though i watched what was your favorite films one michael winner okay so starting from monday thursday I yes. watched, Michael was still here at this point, watched Two Leslie, you know, that one that Andrew Riseborough got surprised nommed for an Oscar for. I don't know, actually, but go on. Performance, no. uh, stellar, incredible. Film, decent, I would say. Okay. I'd say, yeah, I mean, she's just incredible in everything. So much so that I watched another Andrew Riseborough film called Possessor, which I think you would like. It's like a body horror um, should be. Ooh. It's like an assassin who goes and implants themselves into other people's bodies so that they can assassinate someone else. Oh, it doesn't sound very me, does it? But it was good. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, then I watched everything ever all at once, <gasps> which I loved. Was it the first time you've watched it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved oh, it. What a film. Can I just say controversially though? I called everyone at work yesterday. Um, the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar for that film is uh, one diabolical. of the biggest jokes I've ever seen in my life diabolical. I she won a legacy Oscar for all of her career and I respect that give her, give her that lifetime achievement one but the fact that she won an Oscar for that yeah, it was fine It was she was good, she was very good like in that role but she was in it for like three seconds and, yeah. and the fact that Stephanie Shue was nominated as well and didn't win yeah uh, I know. Anyway, but I don't want to shit on Jamie Lee. Completely agree. Um, and then my favorite <laughs> was this film that I found on Netflix called Do Revenge. Called what? Do Revenge. Do Revenge. And it's this black teen black comedy. Um, kind of lots of inspiration from lots of different teen comedies mean girls clueless heathers uh, 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 all of these and it's also loosely based on strangers on a train by hitchcock yeah and it's freaking great you would love it i know you would freaking love it i've maybe i've i don't know if i've watched it but i've definitely looked at it on yeah it's quality Netflix. let me have a look do revenge right you're gonna have to do something about this wi-fi pull because you sound oh my god i've watched it I loved it. Oh, yes, I've watched it. Incredible. The so twist. <laughs> yeah. And it's got um, Uma Thurman Jr. in it, hasn't it? Well, yeah, uh, well, I was looking at her being like, my hawk. She looks like Uma Thurman. And then, <laughs> that's why I loved that. And it's got that uh, girl in it. What else is she in Riverdale? She's so beautiful. My holy crap. You can't look at, you just can't really focus on anything other than no. how perfect her face is, can you? Unreal. And then I started to watch Licorice Pizza and then Michael got home, so I need to finish that. Uh, yes, I can't remember if I watched that either, but I think that might be a bit up my street. It is, and it's up mine as well, but the thing that I didn't get was she's 25 and he's 15, and I just don't uh, know. What? <laughs> yeah. All right, Dalai Lama. <laughs> I know the tongue sucker. You fucking <laughs> tongue sucker. <laughs> Jeez. 
So yeah. Um. Also, not to dwell on it because it was ages ago, but for the benefit of the listeners, I've been in New York and it was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. And following New York, <sighs> I'm going to Benidorm next week. Is it next week? Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought you Can't must have gone because wait. I had oh. um I'd signed up to this well I'd been invited to this event at work that's involved like it's not just my work it's quite a big deal and it's a symposium and blah 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 and I was like yeah and then they moved the date and I was like yes I can still go you have to sign up it's all very official and then today I realized oh my god I'm flying to Venezuela that night so I just thought you know what I'm not going to be embarrassed of it I said you know why I can't come because I'm going to Venezuela with Michael's 82 year grandparents she was like great yeah Exactly. That's the end of the story. Okay, well, I'm These proud of you. These pigeons, my God. Your Wi-Fi, my God. Can you hear them? Hang on. I can barely hear you. Oh, I, have, <laughs> I don't know if it's... I don't, oh, maybe it is because it's got like a little... Hang on, give me one sec. Okay. What can I talk about while Paul is away? It's kind of stuff that I want him to know. For instance... No, I won't say it because then the listener will have to listen twice. Because Paul very rarely edits these parts out. Hey, yeah. Hi, I've moved it closer. Okay. Okay. Cool. Move me closer. Um. Right. So you know how I was going to Costa Rica. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> ah. You know how <laughs> we thought. This, you know how we thought this book was set in Mexico. Yep. It's not. It's set in Brazil. It's. It's. Yeah. Brazil and, and London. So that's yeah. Nice. Oh, um, we could have drank that Brazilian drink, but instead I've got a culturally margarita. inappropriate margarita. <laughs> um, in a Mexican glass, which I know is Mexican because I've also got the long one. Ah, oh, water in it. <laughs> Obviously, if I say to you, Paul, yeah, I wish you well. What does that mean to me? What does it mean? Like culturally, right now, I wish you well. Just think of me drinking water instead of alcohol. Who does that inspire? Molly May. Maybe not inspire. Who does that in 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 invoke? Invoke. That's the one I'm after. Is it is it a cultural moment that I've missed on? Missed out on? It's just Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh yeah, because of the lawsuit. Yeah, in court when she went, I wish you well. (laughs) Did you love that? Did you follow with interest? I did. We've just been doing it all the time at work recently. Like, someone leaves the room, we go, I wish you well. <laughs> God, she's a strange woman. She's so bizarre. Um, and the older she gets, the more she looks like Donald Trump. Anyway. What was I wonder what say? she had about Fanny while she was sitting on that stuff. Well, that, yeah, because it just looked like she was like sucking, her face was like, kind of thing. <laughs> So maybe that she was doing, like, it's like when you're doing something for so long, so hard, you just sort of mirror it everywhere. Like a fanny was sucking on something. <laughs> Stressful in a fanny. <laughs> oh, Gwen. Gwenny. Um, God, I've really not been able to shake. I've been ill since last podcast. I've been ill. And it's still not, but it's lingering. Oh, my God. I read this article the other day that said... COVID has had neurological effects on people, not oh. as in the whole thing, but as in the actual virus. So pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, um, there's something called like a complex drawing that someone had designed. And 
everyone bar maybe like 8% of the population could copy this complex drawing. And now, post-COVID, 25% of the population can't copy it. And when I tell you it's the world's simplest drawing, and I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. And then yesterday I was in the office and I was like to my manager, I was like, um, Kirsty, I've got to admit that I've not been doing work for the last like 20 minutes. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, okay, thank God. I need you to copy this drawing because... <laughs> If you can't do it, then, well, COVID's really fucks you up. And then she did it. She was like, I feel like my six-year-old child could do this. But, yeah, I'll send you the drawing after you can do it. It's really entertaining. Yes, anyway. I want to do that. Post on Instagram. Yeah. I haven't plugged our Instagram for a while. It's at reading for attention. <laughs> I was about to say at gmail.com, but that's not right, is it? No. Um, no. Um, you, uh, what have I been up to? You hear I've me told, you, haven't I? <laughs> Pardon? You hear me not ask. I wasn't being a very good conversationalist there. No, but I think I, it actually started with me telling you what I'd been up to and then it oh. <laughs> just come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, you know, I've had so many things I've thought about telling you and I've forgotten every single one of them. What about the? So what about your dating? Oh, we do that yeah. after. Let's keep yeah, people on edge and do that after the book. We can do it after. Yeah. Okay. Should we do the book then? Yep, 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 yep. So this week, Paul, we have read da, 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 Stubborn Archivist by Yara. Well, I've lost her name now. Yara Rodriguez. Where's the fucking Fowler? Yara Rodriguez Fowler. Um, And we're drinking. Well, I'm not. I'm drinking water because I've got a netball at quarter past nine tonight. And also, I don't drink anymore. I wish you well. Um, be- but you were drinking a culturally inappropriate margarita <laughs> in yeah. a huge glass. <laughs> um, that just looks fucking delightful. Is it one of the? Is it a spicy one? Yes, yeah, spicy. Is Michael having one? No. Oh. He's been boring as fuck. But he did make me mine. Oh, oh stunning! Isn't that nice? Um, that is lovely. So. The book. It's a autofiction coming of age ish. Well, not really coming of age. It's about a young Brazilian English woman set in both Brazil and England. Um, I think she's a nameless protagonist, isn't she? Nameless. 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 They love a nameless. I, they do love a nameless. It's very um, form bending and it's it's like. Sort of just a yeah, well, it's also fiction, so it's kind of like a little bit of a little bit memoiry of this woman growing up in these two locations, trying to just figure out who she is, what she's all about, um, taking sort of influence from and like learning from her mum, her auntie, and her grandmother. It sort of switches in person. I think it goes between third and second. And it's very, like, it's just mega millennial. It's, yeah, I guess it's a coming of age, isn't it? Well, yeah, you see her early um, in her life and then wasn't day. See when she's a yeah. child and you see her now sort of thing, you know? Um, And I'm, I mean, in terms of, like, plot, not a huge lot happens. Uh, But maybe it's like a character study. It gives you both the sort of, micro and macro moments of growing up in two very like distinctly different 
countries and cultures and how they the I suppose the difficulties that come with growing up in two very different places because it's then difficult to fully identify with one of them um and you also maybe aren't as readily accepted by everybody else in those two places um it's funny there are moments of real humor in fact the very opening like couple of lines really got me i'll read them to you did i highlight them actually that would have helped i'm not gonna lie i read a long time ago yeah it's it's the very opening the first time we met hey i recognize you yes what's your name he repeated the syllables yeah that's nice where's it from it's from brazil Jeez, he bent over and whistled. I love Brazilian girls, though. Ha, okay. My name's Leo. He held out a hand formally, his hair flopped over his forehead. It's French. It means lion. Oh, right. She paused. Yeah, there's a similar word in Portuguese. He looked at her hard. You speak Portuguese? She looked back. (laughs) I thought, ah, I like that. Subtle. I like how Um, it's dedicated to SL. Yeah. I was thought I hope she's being funny. Uh, yeah, no, me too. I always thought if I finished a book, I would dedicate it to myself as a joke. But now I'm annoyed that it's been. Do- I imagine it's been done many times, but uh, yeah, yeah. But that if it's funny, I like it. If it's not funny, mm, I don't know. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think there's some proper like wry self um, deprecating or like like there's a lot of intelligent humor in it like just that opening there's no need to acknowledge it mm-hmm. um it's just left there which i liked but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat around the bush pool it wasn't for me oh really <laughs> yeah it just wasn't for me um i i don't know what it is i think whilst so the the words are sort of like well, all of the sentences aren't really sentences. They're fragments. There's very little punctuation. There's no quotes for speech. Um, the fragments are sort of scattered around the page. Sometimes it looks like poetry. Sometimes it's like chunks of prose. Sometimes it's just like the odd word here and there. And that actually didn't bother me as much as it usually would. Like it's it felt quite authentic. There's that our favorite word of all time mm-hmm. um it actually felt like um i don't know not like it aided the storytelling somehow whereas usually i just um, i feel like it's that kind of form or like lack of, of form is a bit contrived but i don't know it worked in this sense um but yeah i just like i don't know there wasn't really anything going on um <laughs> <laughs> you know Sometimes I like something going on. I did quite like the relationships between the characters, but there was no real upheaval or high stakes. What did you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll really be well, fine. What I thought. Yeah. Well, when I first started reading it, I was like, oh, no, this is too cool for me. I don't know if I get it. Oh, dear. Shitty, shitty. All these kind of thoughts. Shitty, shitty. And then I thought, no. What you need to do, because this is clearly a fresh, cool, critical darling of a book, you need your GCSE 
Caroline Duffy poem anthology goggles on and be like, <laughs> let's try and read the text. Let's read the text. Whoa. Which didn't work all the time, but then <laughs> it did work some of the time. Because the thing is, Yara Rodriguez Fowler is a poet and writes poetry and uh, I, I heard a podcast with her where she was like, I didn't even know this was going to turn into She's like, I don't even know if it is a novel. I don't know what it was going to turn into, but it just did. I thought, oh, you lucky bitch. Uh, but, so, yeah, it's especially after reading Lovers by Emily Henry, the form, yeah. the structure, the theme, the concept, everything was jarring. Yeah. Um, but, and, and you do feel confused sometimes you feel out of the conversation sometimes you sometimes feel like the writer is having a conversation with someone within the novel that you don't understand yeah and this would be my GCSE English answer is that that in in its own way seems and not that I have any lived experience of this but perfectly seems to encapsulate that experience of someone who lives between two cultures so Mm -hmm. Sometimes you are completely out of the conversation. Sometimes you don't get it. Um, sometimes you don't know where you are or what you should feel. Sometimes you, it's hard to communicate things. So yeah, some things are really clear and eloquently, beautifully written. Some other things are really staccato, using words that you wouldn't use as a native English speaker, for example, or a native Chinese speaker. But um, that actually sound cool and original in this sort of text. Uh, I actually loved the form, main, not for the reasons that all the critics loved it, but because I love blank space on a page, because you can really rifle through that book. You've got <laughs> is yours on Kindle. Yeah. It's just so great on the page. So, you know, when Ooh, you're that is... reading a normal book and the chapter ends like three lines into a page and you get to turn it straight over. Yeah. Love that. There's a lot of that. All the reviews were saying... It's the blank space in which the reader sits and thinks and uh, the breathing space that one needs. Fair enough, great. For me, it was just like, get in. I can just turn these pages really quick. I can um, get through this. So once I got that mindset of this is not a narrative story, it's not even necessarily a novel, I did yeah. start to enjoy it. I did think it was really fresh and original. I've not read mm-hmm. anything like that before, so I can understand why I should it's done well she's actually published a new book last year that I didn't even realize so she's had a second one come out as well um some jealousy some jealousy because she's another youngster just about 29 or something perfect um and then the one thing that I didn't fully appreciate when I was reading it but then was thinking about it after is the fact that there's some trauma that happens to her a sexual trauma yeah that we never get much detail on at all we never know exactly what happened who it happened with what the circumstances were and again you feel sort of outside of that Mm -hmm. again I think it's her way of representing trauma in words in a in a different way to what you're used to it's not through exposition or through some scene or memories or anything it's it's like fragments like you said before and I guess that's what memory is a lot of the time it's not narrative it's so in that sense frustration 
yeah, like I I could really appreciate the fact that she's done something really original and and unique. Original, yeah. unique, and different. They all mean the same thing in this context. Um <laughs> so overall I finished it and I was like, I could write, I could I could have a go at writing a, a little uh little essay on that one. Uh yeah, yeah. In a in timed conditions. Um Yes, definitely. So from that point of view, I enjoyed it. But it just depends what you what you want out of it, in it, you know? It is. I do think I know a lot of people that would really, really, really Oh my god. Book. Holly Smelt, get on this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Holly would love it actually. Um it's that that group of my friends, they would oh, un- yeah. they would love it and they would understand it, whereas Oh, the word. Not me. Um, do you know why it's do you know why it's called the stubborn archivist? No, because I I don't either. And oh, do, oh right, I thought you were going to say tell me. I, no, well, do I, you want to hear I, why? I, yeah, because it's the line. The line is in the book. I still didn't really get it. Yeah, tell I me. know. Well, I just it, it's it's like a she's a re, it's revisiting her past, mm-hmm. and the way that it's being retold is in in this fragmented sense is like almost like not willing to relinquish information or memories to us do you know what i mean so, so I you're seeing it as she's an artist literally thoughts. yeah and she's being quite stubborn about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like you're not allowed to look at this get out i of wish my i could archive. find the line because i was like oh yeah here look have you got it? I've got it because I can. No, no, I don't. I was, but when I saw it, I was like, "Here we go! I'm gonna get yeah, it." Yeah, it's good when that happens. Stubborn. Oh, here we go. But there were good times. There were good times. Come on, be honest with yourself. Yeah, the sex had been good sometimes. You called it great. I know you called it. Sometimes it was ugly, but still. And she had loved him. Yes, and he had said, if you love me and don't leave me, if you love me, and there were other things, but she's a stubborn archivist. So, yeah, I'm exactly right. <laughs> there again, were other things so like it. It. Read it again. Tell me what it means She's again. not, like, well, in this context, she's refusing to remember the good parts of their relationship because they've been, they've been overwhelmed by the bad parts. Right. And so she's refusing to remember that. So she's stubbornly archiving the bad stuff. Or if you imagine an archivist is her job, so she's got all of this, she's got this archive. Mm. But and he's saying, just go back into the archive and look through the memories where we had a nice time. And she's like, No. Ah, uh, Sarah, you've done it. Right. Do you know what I like this book now? <laughs> um, the other just quickly the relationship with that. Her parents' relationship I found interesting because and they see and clever because they seemed comfortable with their identities and could make light of the fact that they had troubles in their lives as as an English person and a Brazilian person. And I didn't know whether that was just like from the time they were from and you just had to Buttercup, buttercup, or was it that they had 
processed over the years all of these things and now they were out of the other side and felt okay about it and then this young mm-hmm. woman was still fully in the midst of like who the fuck am I which identity should I claim which you know all of this mm-hmm. uh what's that called internalized no identity struggle yes that's as far as I got on that one. So if, if there was two questions on the GCSA and one of them was, what do the blank sta- what do the blank spaces mean? And then the second one was, what about the relationship with the parents? I'd go for the blank spaces because I fully, I would have got a C, I think, on that second one. Do you know what, like, you're saying GCSE. Mm. I wrote an essay in my master's about the blank spaces in books. So Oh, there you go. I'd have got, I'm in my master's. There you go. Oh, yeah, delicious good. margarita. Oh, I want a margarita. <laughs> margarita. I work with someone called Margarita. Shortens her name to Maggie. It's then... cool. Mm. You've got to be cool to be called Margarita. Well, you don't choose, do you? For instance, I'm far that's too true. cool for a name like Sarah. Wait, I mean, Paul. Paul Web- no, no, no. That's Paul Web suits you perfectly. <laughs> Paul and Sarah. Slap. <laughs> I'll never not be fuming about my name. Oh, moment. So are we finished talking about a book now? <laughs> yeah, but we need to do the thing where we go at the end. Okay, uh, yeah. So I will. Um, it's quick. It is quick, and I think a lot of people would take from this a lot more than I did. Um, remember, yeah. one, Sarah is thick. Yeah, remember that I'm a bimbo. I've got a few <laughs> stories to tell you. One about being a bimbo. Um, yeah, and you know. Again, as with most of these texts that we read, because they've been published, there are pro- moments of real, like, um, fitness. Like, yeah, fitness, beauty, grace, Miss Fair. United States. <laughs> <laughs> she has, uh, because it's lived experience, I imagine, for the most part, she's just got a really nice way of putting the mundanity, like, of everyday life into quite a poetic and beautiful light so give it a read if that's your jam you know what i really love sally rooney and if you're a fan and so i don't know why it's not worked for me but if you're a fan of sally rooney you will be a fan of this i'm sure of it it just i was just a glitch like paul's wi-fi oh Um, guys but yeah thank you so much yara thanks yara uh but also, like, well done and fuck off for being young and successful. Mm. Accidentally writing a book. Bore off. Oh, uh, nah. My God. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Tell me about you and your dating. Right, I've got I've got better things to tell you about. I will tell you about my dating. I'm going. Oh. I'm in over my head, Paul. <gasps> I am back on the dating scene after a short hiatus and what happens um, historically in my dating history, wow, what happens historically in my dating history, that's good, um, is (laughs) I go on dating apps, I match with a load of men and then they start messaging me and I just think, oh God, no. And then I delete all of the apps because I can't handle it. But I've realised that if I want to go on dates, I have to match with men and talk to them for a bit first. Like, I can't have 
my Carrie Bradshaw lifestyle without going out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I've been matching I've been matching with men and chatting to men and now um I went from having a really quite empty schedule to having it's just chocolate block. April World the World Sausage. <laughs> That's not the intention. The intention is to meet a lovely young gentleman and have a have a wonder be courted. Death of the author. Don't care about Death your intention. <laughs> All right, Bart. Um, Roland Bart. Roland Bart. <laughs> um, yeah, you say it. Roland Bart. <laughs> Bart. Roland Bart. Roland Bart. Um, so, but some of them, some of these men, a part of me just wants to shame them, Paul, because it is tragic. Shame um, them. Shall I read out some of the messages that they send me? Yes, 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 yes. I've got a really funny one. It's it's hilarious because. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've opened a message from someone that i didn't mean to open shit they're quite persistent so they'll say hiya and then i'll be like oh god um and then they'll be like hiya and then i don't reply and then what's your instagram well, why do you want to know my instagram why <sighs> so they can stalk and, you more okay do you want to go for a drink and i'm not replied to them i'm not said anything to them yet i'm not even saying hello and i'm like what is coming what's going on here anyway um this man messaged me. It was like quite a nice conversation at first. And then he just out of the blue said, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> let me know if you're in the mood to unwind sometime. I give an excellent massage. Just out of the blue. Oh, my God. Um, I'd be like, oh, thank you. So I just thought, <laughs> I know, Paul. I know. Um. So I just didn't reply to that because I thought, um, unwind from what? My my life's quite stress-free. And you sound like you'd make it stressful. <laughs> and then so I didn't reply. Then he messages me. Apologies if that was a shade too forward. Emoji, emoji, two different emojis. Traditional coffee dates are also available. Kiss. I didn't reply. Oh, nah, he's, he's given really Again. unsexy vibes. Hey, this is him still. Hey. How's your week shaping up? Is everything going okay? Question mark. Yes. Just leave me alone. I mean, you got the hint. Yesterday. Hey. I'm not normally one for a double message. Babe, this isn't a double message. This is a one, two, three, four, five, six message in a row without a response Just from me. Just sex talk message. Hey, I'm not normally one for a double message, but you'll be attractive. Oh, me slipping that in there you'll be attractive so just thought i'd check in and say <laughs> hello again emoji hope you're well why are you saying hello again when i've not said hello back just look at the state of that screen <laughs> oh my god and then the same <laughs> thing happened on so that was on one day and app. this is on a different day and app not the same thing the same thing but a different man so do you see all that yeah not one not one reply from me but what's yet, the pick a pick of me why are you looking like oh. <laughs> you look like that girl when they say, Chloe, we're going to Disneyland and she's like <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't I thought that was like a pick at the top and I didn't know what it was. Oh that he'd sent me. No no no. He so said he'd liked my picture. And then What um, date nap is this? This hinge. And then I, he's not I've not replied to any of these messages. Hey, um so he's written in he's written in a, a, a stutter. What's that called? <laughs> it's written in a sputter. Okay. He's written in. 
Like one of them, like an air, like an um. Yeah, he's written that in. Why have you written that in? Hey. Maybe mm, maybe it was voice recording it. Maybe it was voice, what's it, texting? Nah, I don't think you can do that on Hinge. Mm. So if messaging isn't your thing, but you fancy chatting in person, I'd love to buy you a drink. But if you're not feeling it, it's all good. Just figured I'd shoot my shot. Babe, what is telling you shoot your shot from this? And anyway. also, sorry, he, he thinks that potentially what the problem is is that you don't like messaging. So if I just, I'll, <laughs> I'll just send you a location at a time. Don't feel like you need to message back. And then you get there and you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> this is the real me. Do you oh. think he's just going around every single bar in Edinburgh just like, maybe she's in this one? <laughs> yeah. Or just sending random bars to women and saying, I'll meet you at this time and then just hoping for the best. <laughs> He could actually um, anyway. a good a good strategy would be for him to send the same bar at the same time to a hundred different women and then hopefully one of them will show up. Yeah, that is quite a good strategy. Tell him to do that. Um, that is um what's going on in my life at the minute and it's just chaos. Um re- I really can't handle it. Also, it's difficult to keep tabs on them all because they're all the same. They're all the same. So you can't it's like hard, especially at this early stage of messaging people in the online dating world where you like you're having the set I'm copying and pasting my answers do you know what I mean like what do you do mm. so I just it's like a I've got a set script that I just paste into and then I, I accidentally send them the same thing to, and they're like yeah no I know that that's what you do why do you just <laughs> think you're that? a bot <laughs> I basically am at this point I'm basically a bot have you not met so, a single one of them no but the, that starts that starts tomorrow Right. What's this one? Wednesday said? night date. Well, this one. No, I don't want to. I don't want to share that on the podcast. We'll actually. cut it out. But just tell me. You this can edit one is this part. Absolutely... Okay. I can't tell if that's really odd or not. It's incredibly odd. They're all really odd. Um, maybe it'll be the love of your life. Yeah, maybe he's a bit he's younger than me, um, and he's. Oh. I think he's a fuck boy, puff, whatever. whatever. Oh well, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Um, so yeah, that's maybe we can turn this into like a dating podcast. Like I can just yeah. give you updates on them all. I'll come up with names that. for them. Yeah, aren't the real names, and then we'll and I'll rate them each week. Um, but yeah, that's me. What else have I been? Oh, I've got this really fantastic story to tell you. And I was at oh, my friend's great. for dinner. I was at my friend's for dinner last night, and. <clears throat> Someone was telling this story and as they were telling it, I was thinking, thank God the podcast is tomorrow so that I can, this is fresh in my memory. (laughs) I personally think that this is awful, but everyone thinks it's really, really funny. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. My friend, Sarah, Sarah Payne, if you're listening, it's the story that you told on Easter Monday. And no, before you ask, not the Sarah Payne. Um, I went to, when I went to uni for six weeks when I was 18, I went to uni with a Sarah Payne as well. Where was she from? Mm, probably like northeast. Yeah. Sarah Payne's from Yorkshire. Anyway, but she's probably a, not the same one. So let me get this straight. Sarah Payne's sister or cousin, <laughs> they was like one of my friends was like, by the time Sarah me goes to tell this retell this story, it's gonna be Sarah Payne's like best friend. But it's not. There's like a few people in between Sarah Payne and this person. It's this right. young girl, this young woman, she's like maybe in her early twenties. I'm gonna to have to start again and not use names. Just I don't know, I feel like this isn't a story that I should tell if that's no fuck it, whatever. Um and this woman decided that she wanted a new pair of tits. 
Right. And obviously in the UK to get a boob job costs a lot of money, but where in the world does cosmetic surgeries for very little money? Mexico. Oh, no. I mean, maybe, but Turkey. All right, Turkey, yeah. But a plastic surgery I always associate with Mexico because that's where all the Americans go. But I guess that's because it's cheap to go to Mexico. I've just got yeah, that. Yeah, okay. for them, they just go to Mexico. Turkey, yes. So she does loads of research, finds a reputable surgery out in Turkey, saves up the cash, saves up the couple of grand that it is. And unfortunately, no one can go with her. Like, everyone's busy, so she's got to go by herself. Um, so she goes to Turkey, she gets this boob job done, and when she comes to the medical professionals that are taking care of her, say, Dead. like, still bandaged up, obviously, and they're like, oh. okay, um, so you're going to experience some back pain for a little while, um, but that's totally normal, um, and you can just sort of take, like, painkillers, whatever, to manage that and basically your tits are perfect like they're really good um everything went fine you're fab so she was like excellent so stay in turkey for a little bit to do the initial stage of recovery then flew home and then um however long later took off the bandages and had these amazing tits like proper good really perky really oh, perfect that must have been a nice like, experience yeah, really good boob job. Really like, good. Woo-hoo! Exactly Absolutely. what I wanted. Yeah, she's that awesome with them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sarah said they were really professional. She said they were really professional tits. And I was like, I like that. It's like them wearing little business suits. <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> Really professional tits. <laughs> right. Uh, everything, everything was looking absolutely fantastic, these tits. So Please tell me brilliant. that's the end of the story. Happy ending. Oh, God, no. Mm. So she does have back pain as they had said that she was to expect. Okay. Um, and it persists for, like, quite a while. So she ends up going to A&E um, or just the hospital, and she tells the doctors uh, about the boob job. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll do a quick scan, etc. So they give her a scan, and they're having a look at the results, and they say, well, uh, yeah. The, everything looks good with the boobs. Like they've they've done a really good job, but they have also taken a kidney. <sighs> and when she went back to, she got back to Turkey. But when she went online, the whole thing is gone. The, the whole company dissolved, disappeared without trace. Hang on. So sorry. Did they go through in through a kit to get this kidney? No. No, so she did have the scar on the back because I was that's exactly what I asked. Um, but she just obviously with all, she, it was like on her back and she had pain anyway and she was bandaged oh, up at first for ages. Pain. And then, so how fucking much is a kidney worth on the black market to Before... dissolve a whole company? Whole, you're asking the exact same questions that I was asking last night. Like, uh, so I said, What for a couple of like a couple of grand? And they went hundreds of thousands of pounds for a kidney what's good what's yeah. a good what do you what do you got to do with a kidney well selena gomez needed one didn't she well yeah but she wouldn't have got one from the turkish black market no, she maybe she did hell. and that whole friend thing was uh... a ruse. But then, what a, so if you're thinking about the profit and loss 
set up a whole company to do an actual legitimate boob job. Yeah. A really good one, apparently. Give her perfect tits. She's got perfect tits. And taking a kidney. The ultimate Sophie's choice, that, isn't it? Ooh, what would you do? Perfect tits. Me too. So what's she complaining about? We're not complaining. So, but seriously, what do you do with the kidney? You sell it. What are you on about? Who wants a kidney? People will be looking for kidneys. Like it's you if you had say you were born without one or you had to have one removed when you were younger or whatever, and then your other one fails, you need your other one. What so you buy it from the black market, then what? Then you get it put in. (laughs) If there are people taking it out, there are people putting it in. I'm gonna put Kidney for sale. And also in like America. Do you know what I mean? Kidneys for sale. The National Kidney Federation condemns the trade in organs for profit. It's like you're just hearing about the organ trade. Well, I, 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 well, I kind of am. I still don't get it. So they're, if they're you're rich enough, if you're rich enough to buy a shitty black market kidney. Well, do you know what they'll say? To, they'll say, look, she's. I know, what, I know what you're going to say. It's like, why wouldn't you get one through a proper medical board? But mm-hmm. they won't, they might not have the kid. You might be on a six month waiting list or a 12 month waiting list or something like that. You can't just, like, you could obviously pay your way to the top in certain instances, but more people will have the kind of money lying around to buy something off the black market than to bump themselves to the top of a list in America. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. and also this is a kidney from a very young, healthy woman that That's like so crazy. And you can just say, look, if do you want the kidney transplant now? You say, yeah, my mum's dying, my wife's dying, my daughter's dying, whatever. I need that kidney right now. I'll pay I'll pay however much for it. That is Nigeria kidneys sell for ten thousand dollars as organ trafficking booms. That's not great, is it? I don't wow. Know told that story. Maybe I'll edit out my. Fr- uh, maybe I'll edit out. Does that feel like a breach? I mean, she's a, she's had a huge breach of her privacy already. So. Yeah, I mean, God, if she's going to complain about this, she needs to get a priority straight, really. Um. Also, my friend, you and them asked the question: What happens if you mm. go to get your boobs done? And, oh, no, we cleared it up at the dinner table. It was, what happens if you go to get your boobs done, they whip out a kidney, you die on the plane home because actually you've already had your first kidney removed. But you have to disclose all your medical history before getting a boob job. Right. Doesn't matter. We've, and also, they're not going to give a shit, are they? Well, it will be a lot harder to get rid of a whole human. Well, um, oh, you die on the operating table. Oh yeah, they'll have checked. They'll have checked to see how many kidneys you've got. Yeah. Um I am annoyed because I came up with as soon as I finished the call last week or whenever it was, I came up with loads of icks. Oh yeah. I can only remember one. Yeah. One of my big icks is adult who like Disney. No, adult who love Disney. Yeah, it's freaky, isn't it? That really puts me sexually off. There's something yeah. very strange about that. That's sort of doing the rounds on TikTok a bit at the minute. Like people, videos of people going back to Disney for the first time post COVID and like fall into the knees when they see 
like um mickey or whatever and and like running into mickey's arms and stuff like that and then people stitching the videos with their reaction which is just like uh, so you know it's a big oh. for a lot of people i think yeah right let's do next week's book and drink is uh, that if we but is that not a bit crap all i've told is someone else's story well we can't force it can we look sometimes we're just not we've got like 45 Six episodes, it's fine if one of them shit. Yeah, okay. Okay, so next week's book is Song of Achilles. How do you say that? <laughs> is it Achilles? <laughs> yeah. Not Achilles. No. Although oh. I can see wait, I can yeah, but it's Achilles. Song of Achilles. Your Achilles heel. This I know but, oh my god, I wouldn't say Achilles Hill yet. <laughs> you're totally right the song of achilles novel yeah. by madeline miller who is not the same as piranesi but we decided it was similar yeah anyway um and for the draw oh this was a recommendation by my cousin sarah another sarah what the hell uh, and my the drink right hang on a second is it set in greece hold your mic a, t- a touch back would you is it set in Greece? Achilles. Yeah, like um, it's well, it's ancient Greece, I guess. It's like set in Troy. Right, so Greece. I'm gonna say Greece. So for the drink, I don't like ouzo. That's the issue. Oh, I want a Greek drink. What should we do? Um, should we do tomato, olives, and cucumber in a drink? <laughs> Um, a feta shop. Um, Greek, Greek drinks. Cocktail. Oh, this one. A Greek Mexican. star Bloody Mary. Oh, that's what we'll, that's what we should have. Okay. We're gonna have a Greek style Bloody Mary. Mm-mm-mm. I had a Bloody Mary for the first time in ages when I was in New York, and yum, eat yum. Oh yum, God, yum. I bet they know how to do a good Bloody Mary there. Yeah, I'm back on it. I'm well back on it. Um, you use 20 rocket leaves to make it. Rocket. That's going to be great. Right. So what's the recipe for this then? Oh, great. I have to download Pinterest. Maybe not. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Right. Well, Sarah, you go and enjoy your late night netball. You're oh, awesome weirdo. I'm gutted that it starts so late. Quarter past nine. No, God, no. Oh, it's inside. Cool. Um, but it's always the quarter past nine games, the last game of the the night, obviously. I hope so. Um, but it means that there's like been four games before us. So it's just this absolute cesspit of sweat and aggression oh, no. by the time I get there. Um, and I, I just really enjoy being in bed at half past eight these days. Oh my God, Paul, just quickly. I'm so sorry to do this. I'm like doing mm. that thing, you know, when like your grandparents don't want you to leave. So they just bring up a new topic of conversation. Yeah. Do you watch Succession? No, but everyone keeps talking about it. It's so good, Paul. I really I did, wasn't. I, I watched the first two episodes. I yes, think, where... I know. Me too. Ages ago, you've got to push through it. Just trust me when I say once you get through it <laughs> and then you're in. It, what's it's... with all this pushing through? What's with the pushing through? Push, well, it, push think... through Game of Thrones. Push through Succession. No, why are we pushing through these things? Yeah, I mean, it was a good point. It's a good point well made, but 
I don't know. And when you do, it's worth it. Through the Sopranos at the minute, I'm always pushing through. The that uh, there's a line in the first episode of Succession which I think about all the time, and it makes me piss myself every single time. And I can't believe that that's not when you're over. And that's when she hugs this woman. Shiv hugs one of her brothers, Roman, and she goes, mm, "What is that, Dave by Calvin Klein?" He goes, "You wish." <laughs> and she like looks around the room like, "What does he mean?" Okay, well we do have Sky now, so maybe I'll give it another go. Oh God. It's actually really poorly performing. I'm actually reading a book about the economy at the minute <laughs> and uh, oh, or economics. Yeah. And apparently a lot of business. I mean, I guess this is obvious, but now that I've read it, it's very cynical. So Skyle, it costs them more sometimes to make the shit versions of stuff because they've got the really good versions and then they have to install chips or, you know, something Whoa. To so that you like are and then they charge people less for that so we've clearly got that one because it's glitchy as foot whoa i know isn't that awful god i wish i was rich i know me too um, millie, Bo- millie bobby brown's engaged millie bobby brown is still 19 she looks 67 i know what's she doing <laughs> She looks like Meryl Streep's older sister. <laughs> she looks like Sarah Palin's mom. <laughs> but congrats, congrats, Millie Bobby. I'm sure yeah, that will last mom... forever. <laughs> With fucking John Jovi Jr. John Giovi. John Giovi Jovi Bovi. <laughs> who is quite fit even though he's about 20 years younger than me do you think Ugh. yeah like not not as sexually but i'm like yeah you're good looking just like Should your I... daddy i'd ignore him on a day and out <laughs> oh, you ignore people who ask for the bill like jesus christ <laughs> right see ya see you later, <laughs> <babes>. <laughs>